Hi everyone, Alicia here. So for this week and next week's episodes, we ran into a little bit of a, I guess it's not an issue, but kind of an issue where the episode that Jada did went a little too long. And so we're going to break it up into two separate episodes, but it'll just be a continuation of the previous week. So get ready, buckle the fuck up. It's going to be incredible. Both a gifted musician and a natural performer, Anton LaVey took America and the religious world by storm when he created the first religion to use Satan as their primary symbol. Scholars of religion have classified LaVeyan Satanism as a new religious movement and a form of Western esotericism. It is one of several different movements that describe themselves as forms of Satanism. Um, this week, we are talking about Anton LaVey, and it'll probably be probably be a two-parter so buckle up get ready get excited hold on to your panties it's about to get and your earballs yes (laughs) i love it love it love it all right i'm really interested to see what uh what you have to say i have done minimal research on the Church of Satan, I would I would say. Minimal. So I'm really interested to see what what comes of this. I was as well. I was surprised by um how benign it is, really. Like Ooh. it's not at all all of that creepy sacrificial stuff because they don't believe in a God to sacrifice too. Right. So it's the Church of Satan is really just anti-Christianity. Very much so. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to get into this. (laughs) So I wanted to go over a little bit first what a cult is, what we describe a cult as um, from episode one, Mm -hmm. in case um, anybody doesn't remember, just because it's very relevant to this episode when you go through the list and then you hear about the church and their practices and their beliefs, like even the basic beliefs that all of them have to kind of adhere to, it's not crazy. Mm. So we're going to check it out. Typical cult traits would be the group practices an unusual religious, spiritual, or philosophical belief, right? So, you know, check, unusual, especially according to the main religions of the time. Yes. Um, the leader is not accountable to any authority. That would be true because he believes that everybody's their own God. Sure. Okay. The leader uses manipulation, abuse, or illegal actions to influence and control the group. That would be an X. Not okay. true. Haven't seen it. The leader typically targets vulnerable people who are in a vulnerable position in their lives. Also not so true. Um, he was kind of like like how Jesus like hung out with prostitutes and shit like that. Yeah. And on the way was very much like, I want to hang out with gay people. I want to hang out with musicians. I want to hang out with smart people. If you're stupid, I don't want to be around you. And I don't care what color you are or what you like. If you're stupid, I don't want to be around <laughs> yeah. you. I dig that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the leader dictates how members feel, think, and act. Not so group is pressured by their leader into seclusion also not so much 
Okay. Use of certain practices are used to suppress doubts in the group, like meditation or debilitating work routines, also not very true. Um, they do engage in rituals, but that's just to fulfill like the human need for ritual that they believe is a part of us. Okay. But it's not a requirement to be part of the group? No, no, not at all. Okay. I think you have like to, to get to the higher levels and become like a, a magus or a magistra or sorceress or what the hell ever. Okay. Um, you have to kind of know some shit and know the rituals and how to perform them. But okay. besides that, that, I don't think so. From what you just said, it sounds like uh, the last one that we have where it says that they changed their name or the name of their followers to something of power and grandiose spirituality. It sounds like that's true. <laughs> Well, <laughs> from what you just said about the hierarchy, those names are yeah. pretty, pretty interesting. They've got some fantastical magistrate magus. Um, they call each other doctor, like uh, like German doctor with a K. Okay. I think it's like a, a sort of socialism comrade sort of little insert. I'm not like, sure. Hello. Hello there, doctor. <laughs> okay. And Anton did change his own name. He was his. He was born Howard. Nice. <laughs> Howard Stanton, which he took Anton from. Okay. Very, very interesting. I feel like okay. So we've talked about this before, like religion versus cult. And if you listen to episode one or our trailer, you will hear us say that all religions started out as cults Mm -hmm. every single one of them because it has one and we just say like it has a few or all of these traits like it doesn't have to check every single box Mm -hmm. for it to be considered Mm -hmm. a cult um so yeah no i think the and the only difference between a cult and a religion according to like classification of what people would call a religion today is that it Mm -hmm. stood the test of time. Mm -hmm. So like Scientology is very close to becoming a religion because it has been around for so long. Creepy. Yes. So yeah, no, I, and I, and that's why like when we started this, it was more about exploring each of the, religions and the cults mm-hmm. uh, because we do want to call out the weird stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> you know or show. Uh, things that are different uh that is not to i mean you guys have heard jada say hail satan like a bajillion times so many times and so you many- too don't even try <laughs> okay <laughs> me too hail satan you know like we've said it before hail satan Neither of us are like tied to any particular religion. We do consider ourselves spiritual and we have, you know, pulled together our own ideas of what we would like to practice versus what we don't. So Mm -hmm. you could call that a cult, but really it's just for us to really explore the different religions and the different cults and therapeutically deal with our own childhood of growing up in a cult. So. Mm just going to preface all of that (laughs) all of the what we're about to say uh with that in that we don't mean any disrespect especially because we don't think that the church of satan is bad 
No, neither of us do. You know, there are many of the cults that we talk about that are not necessarily bad. There's one that's going to be on our Patreon soon where the leader is the one who dances the best. Like, obviously, that's that's, amazing. That's not a bad cult. (laughs) (laughs) So there are going to be ones that we're going to talk about where we don't see anything wrong, per se, with their certain beliefs or certain, you know, church ideas or whatever it is um but we're still going to talk about them because that's what this podcast is about and if you don't want to hear it then that's okay <laughs> and shame on you right do on you, you. <laughs> exactly no no doom on you um yeah no i'm really <laughs> interested to see so this week we're talking specifically about levey and I'm excited to hear more about him and his his life. Me too. <laughs> no, I'm you already know. Um, I'm like, wait, no, you're the one telling this one, Data. You're so <laughs> Mission abort. Mission abort. <laughs> well, I'm Alicia Galati, and I'm Jada Smith, and this is Two Sisters in a Cult. Yes, podcast for your earballs. In case Get you didn't already ready. know, all them up. Mm. <laughs> Uh, we are sister cult survivors talking about cults from the perspective of being cult survivors and having grown up in one. So, Jinx. yes, Jude. Oh my God. Okay. Side note. My son, Jude is like my oldest son. Cause I have two, obviously. <laughs> um, anytime someone says like the same thing together, he goes, Jinx, you owe each other a Coke. <laughs> yes. Everybody gets I a love Coke. That. Every, you get a Coke. You get a Coke. You get a Coke. You get a Coke. <laughs> it is literally the cutest thing in the world. I'm just like, I, uh, yeah. That made my day better. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. So let us begin. Yeah. So Anton LaVey, as I said, was born Howard Stanton LaVey in Chicago in 1930. Um, The spelling was different. He changed the spelling of LaVey later on, uh, whereas before it was L-E-V-E-Y, all lowercase, uh, like any other regular name except for the L. Okay. Um, He, of course, changed it later to the L-A capital V-E-Y. Did he think that it made him more like Transylvanian? To like do that. I mean, like- probably. <laughs> oh, I forgot he changed his middle name too, didn't he? No, oh my. He went from Howard Stanton Levey to Anton Sandor Levey. What? Okay. Yeah, we need to get into this. This is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> so, he grew up um, mostly in like the San Fran Bay Area kind of. L.A., etc. Okay. Even though he was born in Chicago, um, both of his parents were immigrants and moved to Ohio at some point where they met, I believe. Immigrants from, um, like, I think Georgia and Russia. Okay. Um, I didn't write that down, but I should have. Right, you are. No worries. So he was incredibly musical. Um, he played a lot of keyboard instruments like piano, the pipe organ, organ organ, and uh, the calliope. 
which if you're listening and you don't know what a calliope is, as I did not, I knew I it was a musical instrument, but not what kind. It sounds like some type of instrument used at the gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> ah, stop. No, no. <laughs> I don't want a calliope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a calliope's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's awful. Ugh. Um, so a calliope is in all actuality it's very much like a pipe organ but it plays the kind of sound that you hear at like a circus or a carnival like that creepy not really tinny but just very circus music you know yes I do his short biography on the website of the church of Satan claims that he was able to reproduce songs by ear and without music sheets which is pretty impressive yeah. Um, I don't know if it's true, but if it is, nice. Good for you, bro. I mean, we knew people who could do that, so it's not like it's yeah, yeah, absolutely for sure. unheard of. No, no, not not so. Not whatsoever. <laughs> not so, not so. Not so, not so. <laughs> Allswell believes in the power of a good night's sleep for all. It's been their guiding principle since the moment they launched. Their mattresses are designed to make good sleep accessible to everyone. The Allswell features hybrid mattress technology combining the best of both worlds, memory foam, and individual coils. A winning blend for comfort and support. Love it. Their goal is to create an affordable mattress without sacrificing quality or luxury. So what's the result? The Allswell Queen mattress costs only $345 and know that is not a joke. Their queen mattress is only $345. By using our special link, you can get free shipping, a 10-year limited warranty, and 100 nights risk-free trial. Definitely go check it out. You can find our link in the show notes. That lets Allswell know that we sent you and helps to support our show. Or you can simply go to twosisterscult.com slash savings and you'll be able to find the link on our page. We have all our favorite things on there, but definitely go check out All's Well and get yourself a queen mattress. All's Well, dreamy mattresses for real life. He claims that he worked at a circus after he dropped out of school at 16 and then later worked at a carnival. Um, where he supposedly utilized his calliope playing skills. He, the, it's never been proven that he ever worked at a circus or a carnival, even though a journalist uh, worked pretty hard, it seems, to kind of dig into his past and figure out where he was working. Okay. Would they keep track of that kind of stuff at circuses? I feel like... Probably not in the 60s, 50s, right? Yeah, 40s even. I- I feel like circus employment is kind of like construction employment, you know, Yeah. like you're either there or you're not. There's no head count. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. So he says he played the calliope and he worked in the big cat cages. Crazy. Mm -hmm. But he has a thing for big cats, which we will see come back later on in life. Okay. So he says that during his time working at the circus and the carnival, he saw a lot of men at the body sh- uh, Saturday night shows, like where they do the, the strippers and the boas and the, you know. Yes. Titted 
bearded ladies, whatever. Titted bearded Body shows. <laughs> Breasting boobly, you know, as I one just, must. <laughs> I just wasn't ready. <laughs> yes. Okay. I know. I'm picking up what you're putting down. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. We need to preface this. I am not opposed to a titty show. Okay. No. Why would anybody be? I don't know. I just feel the need to put that out there. We are not opposed to titty shows or any kind of work that involves showing of body parts unless it's indecent exposure, which is against the law. Right. Besides that, we think, well, I think, I think bodies are made for being bodies and they have so many different functions that you can't even stick it into one box and say that me showing my tit is sexual because fuck you. No, it's not. It's skin. Just like my elbow. Agreed. Okay, good. So <laughs> now that we've cleared that out of the way. <laughs> um, so he was playing music for the body shows on Saturday nights and also playing for the tent services, uh, like tent church services, um, Sunday mornings. And he oh, was okay. seeing, he says, he was seeing a lot of the same guys at the Saturday night shows at Sunday church the next morning. Whereas he himself was a Christian, they were attending the services. There's no surprise there whatsoever. No, not much. <laughs> like, I'm not surprised. <laughs> no. But he says that this experience reinforced to cynicism about religion and about people who participate in it. Any kind of religion. Organized, uh, just basically spirituality, really, he had kind of a problem with. Okay. So, um, by winter of 1948, he was 18 years old. Um, Anton was playing the organ in lounges, clubs, and bars. Pretty good gig, making some decent money. Yeah. He claims that during this time he met and slept with an undiscovered Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Right. At a burlesque show at the Mine Theater. The manager of the Mine Theater says it was never used for burlesque. So. Ah. Also says Marilyn never worked there. So. Right. So I would say that's probably a lie. <laughs> right. So it's 20 years old. Very shortly after he supposedly slept with Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. he met Carol Lansing, um, the mother of his first child. She was 14 at the time. And oh. they married a year later in 1951. Uh, okay, what was the legal marrying age in that state at that time, please? Probably 15, because that's when they got married. Uh, yeah. Not a fan, not a fan, not a fan. Yeah, so they met when she was 14, he was 20. They married when she was 15, he was 21. And then a year later, they had a daughter. Black. Okay. Um, their daughter, they named Carla LeVay. And Anton started studying criminology at the local college to escape the Korean War draft, um, nice. presumably because he had just had a baby. Or he just didn't want to go to war. Or he just didn't want to go to war. No, very <laughs> yeah. possible. Um, he claims that at this time, isn't it? So he claims that at this time, he, while he was studying criminology, he joined the San Francisco Police Department as a photographer. Um, this is unproven as well. He makes a lot of unsubstantiated claims. <clears throat> I just, okay. 
He just sounds like a dude who, when you get him in a room with other people, he has to like one up them. Yeah, one up them and talk about how awesome he is all the freaking time. Yeah. Yeah. Not a huge fan. Yeah. But let's continue. Right. He's working supposedly as a photographer for the PD, which, again, cannot be proven. But what can be proven is that he was working as a psychic investigator at this time, where he received um, what the police called the nut calls. Uh, So, like, paranormal psychic bullshit Mm -hmm. that they didn't want to deal with. They would just be like, hey, Mr. LeVay. All right. And um, so he started uh, working as a psychic investigator. And he realized during this time that way too many people were, like, too ready to just accept that it was some spiritual crazy mystical thing that was going on when he would come in and be like, no, there's ants in the wall or fucking something, you know? Oh yeah. Okay. As he's trying to be like logical and take a nice approach, Mm -hmm. they're getting disappointed because they expected it to be a ghost or, you know, my house is on an Indian burial ground or something. Right. Um, So as he's like working and seeing that all of these people are so like they, they want it to be not physical. Mm-hmm. So he starts making up some non-physical excuses and uh, he gets a lot of clients that way because people like feeling heard, I guess. Mm. So that also probably taught him a lot about the human mind, I think. Yeah. So it's, I'm like, I'm thinking through like the other people that we've talked about and how they started out. Um, but it makes me think a little bit about Jim Jones, obviously. Yes, but the monkey salesman. The monkey salesman part, but also when he was a child and he started paying attention to the kids that were younger than him and mm. showing them attention. And he realized that they would do practically anything he said because they just wanted attention. Yeah. So really using that to his advantage as he got older. And I can see that similarity. Very good point. Very good point. I think he also started um, like hanging out with similarly minded people at the same time, which on the Church of Satan's website, they say, uh, what do they say? People who were interested in the hidden ways that made the world move or something okay basically like the subconscious i feel like is very much what they're focused on i mean this is also like 19 late 1950s early 1960s 1970s we've talked about how this was a time where people seekers were looking Mm -hmm. for something more they wanted something more than the organized religion of the day they were just they were sick of what um, like the tie between government and religion and just everything that was going on during that time. And they were, they wanted to, to know more and they weren't getting that in the church. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely, I could see that this would be like a, you know, a time of awakening for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he bought his first house in 1956 um, and he painted it black. Nice. And it later became, like the very first 
home of the unofficial Church of Satan. Okay. And when he did finally establish it, that was the place where it began. Okay. In 1959, he is now 29 years old, married to Carol Lansing with a daughter. Remember? Yeah. He meets and be. Okay, so the Wikipedia says he became entranced, but I'm going to go ahead and say he became obsessed with a 17-year-old named Diane Haggerty. And a year later, in 1960, him and Carol got divorced. How did Carol feel about this? (laughs) Well, Carol and their daughter, Kayla, pretty much never come up again in the history of the church. So I imagine she distanced herself from him quite a bit. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So, 1963, um, what is that, three years after they met? uh, Yeah. Him and Diane, Diane Haggerty, now 20 years old. Mm. Uh, they have a daughter who they name Zena Galatea LeVay. Okay. I like their funky naming. It's interesting. <laughs> I do like it as well. <laughs> um, they stayed together for 24 years, but they never got married. Okay. Wikipedia calls her his companion. Okay, life partner, same thing. Like, yeah, I guess fine, but like they were seven. She was 17 and he was 29. Mm, Yeah. And that's just as bad as when he was 21 marrying a 15 year old. (laughs) Yeah. What, what, Anton, what? (sighs) It kind of makes me wonder too about the like in like i know guys are typically they mature later mentally um Mm -hmm. than girls do in like adolescence and things like that but it makes me wonder if he was maybe immature for his age Mm. or if they were immature for their age and maybe he was more mature because having dropped out from you know high school and been on his own for so long world experience if he drew these younger girls in who were maybe more naive or more ditzy is the word I'm kind of going for. Um, kind of curious about that. Interesting. You know, I I saw this guy trying to advocate for um, grooming teenagers, which is oh. different. I guess contextually than pedophilia. No, but there's very similar. No, I mean they're not, but it has a different name, I guess. It's, and I can't remember what it is right now. It's terrible. It's Nobody gross. should be grooming anyone for anything. They're right. Here. Stop grooming people <laughs> for fuck's sake. I can't. Um, uh, okay. His his point. Okay, he was like a late teens talking about dating. 14-year-olds, 13-year-olds, etc. Gross. Um, His argument for it is that when women get older, they don't listen. So you got to get them young, which I think is fucking disgusting. And I'd like to shoot him in the head. Okay. First, Jada, we don't murder people. Yeah, I know. I know. I said (laughs) like to. Like to. (laughs) Second... He's a terrible human being. 
And it sounds like there's a bit of an incel kind of attitude mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. been rejected by girls his age. Uh, his mom rejected him. Whatever it was, there's something there for sure. Um, mm-hmm. He does sound like an absolute piece of shit. There's, mm-hmm. man, there's so many. I God, I could unpack this like crazy. The cult that I'm going to be talking about next after you're done with church of satan has a little bit of that but not for that reason where the older women will groom groom sexually groom i remember this yeah (laughs) the younger men and the younger women are groomed by older men to teach them how to be sexual but not because it's a very oh god this one it's going to be so good like christian sex cult it's going to be fantastic but it's going to be weird but that part of it is like oh god so gross um but it sounds like that in a way of like it's there's so much wrong with it just you don't groom anyone and you don't take advantage of someone because of their age uh-huh. to meet your needs ever ever ever, ever. <laughs> anyway a lot of thoughts getting off our soapbox yeah. if you can't tell we hate pedophilia and we think it's disgusting all of it even like five years difference no 15 year old should be with a 10 year old it's just not okay Right, right. That's fucking creepy as shit. Like, but if you're, it, it has a lot to do with the mental, um, I want to say capacity, but that's not the right word. The mental maturity, that's the word. The mental maturity mm-hmm. of the individuals involved. That's a claim that some people who are pedophiles try to use to their own advantage. Like, well, I'm six in my mind. Like, ew, no. Six-year-olds don't have sex, so leave them alone. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, No. That's... Oh, God. Anyway. um, (laughs) Ah! (laughs) There's... Like, if you're 25 and 30, the mental maturity is there where you can have a relationship. And you can... Like, me and my husband are four years apart. But... Mm -hmm you wouldn't have caught him as a 14 year old talking to 10 year old me like, no, that's inappropriate. And he should be with kids his own age and be looking at girls his own age because the maturity level and the physical maturity level is completely different. Mm -hmm. (sighs) There's just, Oh God, this is so gross. Why? Ah, as my husband should always says, <clears throat> and I am a pacifist. I don't ever condone any type of violence. I just don't like violence. But he says that every single pedophile or a person who has hurt a child should be castrated. And he is happy to do the job. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh. oh, yeah, yeah. I'll cut their dicks off. Sure. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, that's, if you guys want to know anything about my husband, that's that's what he says. <laughs> Not that he wants to see guys' dicks or anything, but he just wants to no, no, them. just cut them off. Cut <laughs> them off if they are wounded and hurt children <laughs> in any type of way. <laughs>
Second Nature is a premium service solving a very unpremium problem. Regular air filter replacement. Even that sentence alone sounds a little dull, but trust us, it's a problem worth solving. Most people don't recognize they're supposed to change their filters every couple of months, and the ones that do barely have time to remember it. That's where Second Nature comes in. I recently subscribed to Second Nature when we bought our house, and I could not believe the amazing quality and options that are available for air filters for your home. I love the easy set it and forget it. I get a monthly filter because my son and I have really bad allergies. Second Nature made it so easy. And using our promo, you can get a month for free. We definitely recommend that you try it out and stick with them. We've been with them for almost two years now, and we absolutely love them. You can go to twosisterscult.com slash second nature. With a second nature subscription, you'll never forget your filters again. But, you know, equally interesting, um as the fact that he dated a 14-year-old and a 17-year-old when he was much too old for them, uh, one of the rules of Satanism is never harm a child. So. Well, I mean, then you also, you got to think too about the time, which I hate, um, but. Culture and whatnot. At the time, a 15-year-old would have been old enough to get married and to have a relationship and start having children. It sucks. And I can't imagine that happening now, but so to him saying that he was probably thinking like child, child, like under the age of 12 mm-hmm. or 13, sure, you yeah. know, pre bar mitzvah. Yeah. Right. Our <laughs> <laughs> new thing. Pre bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the free bar mitzvahs alone. Right? Oh, my God. Leave them, yeah. leave all no, the leave them all alone. <laughs> Stop grooming people. Yeah. How many times do we have to say it? Too many. Too many. We shouldn't have to say it this many times. <laughs> so um, he's he's with Diane, right? 1960s. Um, he has a daughter named Zena Galatea. Okay. Galatea. Galatea. It's an E after the T. I think it's Galatea. Okay. Um, and he's starting to become something of a local celebrity in the San Fran. So he's um investigating paranormal claims. So he's this like kind of famous psychic investigator who everybody likes because he gives good answers now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still playing music at a cocktail lounge. Okay. He's always got like celebrities and smart people at his parties like very Gatsby Mm. he drives around in a coroner's van (laughs) very theatrical oh yeah and he somehow got a hold of an exotic cat um which he he would walk on a leash in the street I'm guessing because it says that people would often see him walking his large black cat (laughs) So it sounds to me like this dude loved to be seen and loved to be heard. Yes. Yes. Okay. I would say so. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Now, this is where I'm super confused. Um, Wikipedia says that his large black cat was a leopard. 
a black leopard and its name was Zoltan, okay. which I think is cute. That's amazing. Love the name. Um, but the Church of Satan's website says it was a Nubian lion, which is not black at all, and that it was named Togare, which okay. is very different. Interesting. Maybe he had two cats? Yeah. Well, so I'd have to look at the Wikipedia, but Wikipedia is really good at like citing sources. Mm-hmm. So I would mm-hmm. look and see what the source is for that and then fact check that part. But either way, it sounds like this dude had a big ass cat and right? walked, <laughs> walked the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> walked the shit out of it. <laughs> He's having these huge parties. He's doing his local celebrity paranormal, driving around in a coroner van. Mm -hmm. as a huge exotic animal and on friday nights he holds lectures about occult practices and rituals and he and his enormous group of friends that attend these lectures uh, by him by the way call themselves the order of the trapezoid and they later became like the governing body of the church of satan like the, the core uh staff if you will So somebody suggested, one of those people in the Order of the Trapezoid suggested in 1966, like, hey, you've got enough material here that you could start a religion based on what you believe. And he was like, you know what? You're damn right. And he started the Church of Satan. (laughs) Um, Now, this is something that I did not know. And I don't think I've ever heard it even in passing before, but it was co-founded the church with Diane Haggerty. What? I know. She got no credit. None. Uh, It was the 60s. It was a bad time for women. (laughs) Right? I mean, it was also a good time. We were, you know, started getting a lot more rights, but not enough. (laughs) Enough. Never enough. We want more. We want more. We want tacos every single day. At least that's what I want. (laughs) Um, This is the time when he started the church. He says that he decided to start it. Um, He did like this whole dedication ritual and he ritualistically shaved his head. Mm -hmm. Um, He declared 1966 the year one of the age of Satan, and he baptized his three-year-old daughter, cool, he baptized her himself, mm-hmm. with a dedication to Satan and the left-hand path. Okay. Now, I'm going to go back to the part where he shaved his head, because he says, ritualistically, he did it. Okay. Other people who were very close to him says he lost a bet. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So when they first started the church, uh, he newly shaved and people started calling him the Black Pope. Like the news was immediately drawn to him like, oh, my God, there's a new satanic religion. Like previously it had just been like uh, Aleister Crowley, which wasn't Satanism. Right, that was really? the left-hand path than anything. It was satanic, but not Satanism. Um, 
I mean, first of all, it's not even about Satan. Satan is a symbol for humanity and human nature to them. Okay. So they just they jumped on it in such a crazy way. And because he he did study occultism and there was room for people who practiced occultism in his satanic cult, um, mm-hmm. it wasn't based on that. Like it, 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 it kind of goes against everything that they are based on. Okay. If that makes sense. Um, but anyway, so he also officiated the first satanic wedding uh, and it was between two celebrities at the time. So the news was like, holy shit. Right. Right. Of course. And he recorded like their rituals, their funerals, um, the baptism of his daughter, Zena, when she was three, he recorded that and he released them all on like albums, satanic mass and, uh, Etc. Different names for the albums, but he, um, I, I feel like this was his way of not having to do press or anything. Just being like, "Hey, this is what we do. Hey, this mm-hmm. is what it's about. Join us if you like it. Fucking leave us alone if you don't." Yep. Good talk. I dig it. Yeah, I like the "leave us alone if you don't" part. Right. right. <laughs> I really just got a goddamn opinion. <laughs> Yeah, and that's a big part of this. He 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 had a lot of opinions himself, and he was not shy about sharing them. Mm-hmm. But he made it a rule to not share your opinion unless it was asked for. Okay. But if it is asked for, then the other person should be prepared to hear an opinion that they didn't want, even if they asked for it. You know. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he spent the 60s and 70s um, pretty much just hunkering down writing literature that would kind of get his point across, um, reflect his philosophy to the world. And he drew really heavily, really heavily on previous um, like kind of humanist, individualistic philosophers and thinkers, uh, Nietzsche, Freud. Uh, this guy called Ragnar Redbeard, which is a pseudonym, and uh, this is going to be fun. Okay, so he rewrote some parts of this book by Ragnar Redbeard. The book is called Might is Right, and it's basically... It sounds just, like white is right. It does, doesn't it? It does a bit. It um, that's, that's what the book is about, in fact. Okay. The book is a, it has a really extreme view of society, like very uh, social Darwinism, survival of the fittest. And that's where um, Anton got his ideas about like, fuck stupid people. Mm -hmm. Okay, but where this book might as right was very uh, white supremacist, Nazi-ish disgustingness. and also advocated for eugenics, which right, not cool. If you don't know what eugenics is, our listeners, it's the belief that people should breed only to make like the most uh, superhumans. Yes, to make the best people. Basically, if you are mentally ill 
or uh, physically disabled in any way. Disabled. Thank you. I fucking lost the word. Um, Then they think that you should not mate. Um, Now the Nazis took that a step farther and they made it very racial as Mm -hmm. did Ragnar Redbeard, where they thought that you should only mate within your race, etc. We're familiar with that concept. Fucking hate it. Yes. The thing about eugenics that I find so fascinating, the cult that I'm going to do next, um, the Oneida community, they believed in eugenics, but it was, they wanted to make, make humans immortal. Because, you know, who doesn't? Okay. (laughs) um, I'm listening. Yes. And so they believed that the most spiritual were the ones who were allowed to breed. Um, So only the spiritual, like everybody else was allowed to have sex. You just had to, it's a whole thing. Oh my God. Just pull out because you have stupid sperm. Pretty much. No, more like don't come at all because they believed in oh. male, male continents oh my god it's so good We're, oh my god i can't wait to get into it it's so good so good um yeah wow so but I don't, yeah god there's so many things i just want to talk about it right now we'll talk about it later <laughs> but, <laughs> but they have the same idea of eugenics and like have creating these superhumans but the thing about eugenics is that they have proven time and time again that the people who are uh, racially diverse because of their ancestral line in intermixing are the mm-hmm. ones who are more resilient toward uh, disease. They have higher immune systems. They are sense. better superhumans. So the people who are into eugenics for the form of like one super race clearly don't know anything about eugenics <laughs> right um were you in a cult oh that's your part sorry my my bad <laughs> were you in a cult do you have a favorite cult did alicia try to steal your line is there a cult you want us to cover <laughs> do you want to just tell us a funny crazy whatever experience you had you are welcome to send us your stories at two sisters cult at gmail.com and if you are a satanist uh practicing member of the church of satan hail satan boo (laughs) you want to be on the podcast to talk about that shit we'd love to have you on we are actually going to start having guests in the new year i know it's like oh my god it's so far away but it's really not and so it's really not it's really not so i think (laughs) we'll do like one every other month kind of thing uh, but it'll be really interesting uh also We're going to take a break on accepting people into our Patreon. We want to really be able to beefcake it up for you guys Mm -hmm. and make it an awesome space for you. And so we're doing a little bit of recording and awesomeness. So just be on the lookout for that uh, with our Patreon. Mm -hmm. We also have some pretty sweet merch available in our shop right now. You can pick from decal stickers t-shirts um there's lots of other fun stuff Mm -hmm. so if you're interested in that click shop on the menu at two sisters cult.com and the best way for you to help us out on the show is to like review and subscribe on apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts i know apple um 
Amazon Music and Audible are going to be having podcasts now. We have already submitted because we are like on top of that shit. Ooh, ooh. We've already submitted our podcast to be on there. So as soon as they open the doors, look out for us. Also, be sure to tell a friend who you think would like us. And you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at twosisterscult.com. So come hang out with us. Catch you on the flip side. And don't join. Well, I'm like, I'm not mad if you join this cult, but like, don't join cults generally. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>